Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com. And by Shorten Associates, legal recruiters in Louisiana and Texas. And by Orange Theory Fitness. From Commander's Palace Restaurant in the Garden District in New Orleans, we're out to lunch with Peter Raschuti. Peter Raschuti is Tulane University's A.B. Freeman School of Business professor and director of the award-winning Birkenrode Reports. It's business, New Orleans style. Hi, I'm Peter Raschuti. Welcome to Out to Lunch. If you're a certain age, you might remember the telephone. It was a hard plastic piece of equipment about the size of a small cat, and you leased the phone monthly from what was known as the phone company. Uh, There was only one. Eventually, we got multiple phone companies, then mobile phones, which came to be known as cell phones. Then we got what we called smartphones, which was a cell phone that did other stuff, like connect to the internet. Today, we're back to calling it simply the phone. And there is practically nothing in our daily lives that our phone isn't connected to. Shopping, entertainment, news, navigation, and instantly answering practically any question we ask it. Now we're starting to see advanced, specialized uses for a phone in ways that you might not have imagined. For example, one of the common complaints you hear from police officers and other law enforcement agents is that the paperwork required for getting an arrest warrant, which requires a judge's signature, can take hours. Meet CloudGavel. CloudGavel is a web-based electronic warrant that works on a phone to create an electronic, instant, legal arrest warrant. The creator of this technology and executive vice president of sales and marketing at CloudGavel is Casey Roussel. Casey, welcome down to lunch. Thank you. Now, if you get pulled over while you're driving, the first thing you need to do is show a police officer your driver's license. Even if you've never been pulled over, you're familiar with the procedure. Uh, You've had to show your license to get into a bar, uh, buy alcohol or tobacco in a store, or to cash a check or, or to vote. Your driver's license is, in fact, a photo ID. You never know when you're going to need it, so you carry it around with you in your wallet all the time. If you have a Louisiana driver's license, you no longer need to carry your wallet around all the time. You can store your driver's license on your phone. The app is called LA Wallet. It's totally legal. It's recognized by law enforcement. It's valid pretty much everywhere you'd need a license, and Louisiana is the first state in the nation to adopt this technology. LA Wallet was created by local software company Invoke. The software architect and founder of Invoke is Calvin Fabry. Calvin, welcome down to lunch. Thanks for having me. Now, Casey, you developed CloudGavel for law enforcement. Uh, Calvin, you developed LA Wallet for the state of Louisiana. Uh, Most people who create apps have an idea, make the app, and put it up in the app store. But you both had to convince huge bureaucracies, including law enforcement and the state legislature, that they should fund these projects and change the law to accommodate them. These are not bodies of people known for adopting radical and untested ideas, especially here in Louisiana, and yet you both did it. In both cases, you're first in the nation. How did you do it? I'll start with Casey. For us, it's not only just law enforcement, but it was the judicial system, the courts, um, and as you know, most there's very few young technology hip judges, especially when we started <laughs> back, in, small back in 2008. And, and when we first started, there were several judges that flat out said, hey, I have my computer, there's one icon on it, it's solitaire, and that's all I'm doing on a computer. You know, so it took that hurdle 
and you know, so we went in 2008, got the laws actually passed uh, to allow electronic signatures on legal court documents. And probably the biggest question we got for several years was, how in the world did y'all get laws changed to do this? You know, so it, it started with first the, the concept of, okay, what we were doing was really special, and it made a difference, not only in the lives of law enforcement, which people said, okay, it's just to benefit law enforcement, but it was also a big part of what we were doing was protecting the civil rights of the people as well. You know, so it was, it was two-sided on this, and, you know, with any politician, I think as long as you can prove that you're bringing value to the people that you serve, you know, they're 100% they're on board it. So not only did it save time, save money, but it also showed the people that, hey, we're going to take steps to make sure we protect the rights of the people, uh, and it just spread from there. And Calvin, you were in the same boat, but you were uh, presenting something that I'm sure everybody said, boy, that's neat. And how did you get to the next step? The Department of Public Safety, the state police, the general counsel, we all got in a room, and we were actually making good on a contract that we've already won with the state um, with their point of sale contract. So this was a zero cost solution to the state. We developed it on our nickel, and as part of a convenience fee, which you pay in the app, uh, we get repaid for that. So it, it was a zero cost solution. We were just making good on a contract. Um, but now all the features are being influenced by the over 50,000 downloaders that have already downloaded the app out of the App Store. So they're actually driving the functionality of the app now. So the new features you see, they're all at feedback.lawallet.com. People are weighing in saying, I want this, I want to see my concealed carry permit. And one other thing, um, we did have to do a lot of legislation, as Casey did. Uh, we had to work with the ACLU, the Libertarian Party, because we're dealing with an authoritative credential. You know, this is your identity in your phone. And so it's the highest credential that you have. You actually get a passport from your driver's license, right? So we had to be very careful on uh, privacy issues. Wow. Now, you get your money because people buy the app. Yes. Uh, but, um, but on CloudGavel, uh, how do you get paid? We get paid a user fee from the agencies uh, and from the court with it. And our whole goal and model was that if, hey, if we can't save you time and money, then we don't want you using our system. So we priced it you know, in a manner where we can go to a law enforcement agency and say, hey, we can guarantee you that you're going to save time and overtime and travel time and, you know, an officer is just, you know, spending time in a car in an elevator sitting in an office waiting for a judge. You know, so we took the average time an officer before our system would spend upwards of three hours to get a warrant from, let me sit down and start writing it to the time I got back to my office with a signed copy, down to 16 minutes. So we eliminated all of that. So you take a city like New Orleans with the NOPD that do an access of 12,000 warrants a year times two and a half hours of man time that we've saved for them and do the math on that, on what would that cost, you know, the city to do that. So not only the money side, but then now you don't have officers sitting on a stakeout watching known criminals waiting for officers to go run around the city and try to find judges. You know, so we've um, increased the officer safety tremendous by eliminating, you know, that time period. Now, Calvin, the part I'm thinking about, you probably get this question all the time, is you get pulled over, the police officer asks for your, uh, your driver's license. We don't have one now. Do you hand them your phone? Uh, no, you don't, actually. The, one of the things that the state police specifically asked for was a no-touch solution, a hands-off approach to the driver's license. Now, as a citizen, and, and they are, the state police is training their cadet class on how to accept and how to not accept the digital driver's license, how to make sure that it's not falsified, it's not a screenshot, it's, 
Um, it's up to date. It hasn't been tampered with. Uh, but they specifically asked for a no-touch solution. Um, as you know, once you start getting phones involved and handing them to officers and you get accused of cracking the screen, you get accused of rifling through your, your private information, you don't want to do that. So state police specifically said, all I'm interested in is I want to make sure it's a likeness of the person I've pulled over and I want a page where I can easily see the driver's license number and I'll go run that back in the cruiser. And you're going to run that back in the cruiser. One of the reasons to see if there's a warrant out for... Well, and one of the big things that why they want that no-touch solution is because with recent rulings by the Supreme Court, let's just say they took L.A. Wallet and they took it back to the car and the screen cleared or something and they saw some evidence of a crime, it's inadmissible. The court says you have to have a search warrant to view any information on that device. So the officers do not want to touch that advice at all because if they learn of anything on that device without a search warrant being in, in, in possession, it, it's inadmissible. This was a great conversation we had with general counsel and state police. We were in the room and they said, you know how your iPhone will pop up a message if someone gets a text? Well, if I'm showing you my phone and my license and a text pops up that says, uh, I'm going to murder the guy at 5th and Main at 5 o'clock tonight, <laughs> right? I can't suppress that as a software developer. We can't turn those messages off. But that's the same thing as seeing the note laying on, on the seat of the car, right? So there's a lot, of, a lot of gray in all of those kind of messaging. And this happens in technology a lot where you, yes. you move, the technology moves faster than the legislation that you need. Yeah, absolutely. And one of the big things that, that we were able to, I guess the gap to bridge was so many officers were put in that position of, okay, do I have probable cause based on my training to think that I have the right to search that vehicle? So the officers were making that decision in the field um, of it. Well, because they said, all right, I'm not stopping. I'm not going to my office, get a warrant, go back to find a judge. I'm just, I'm gonna take that chance, so to speak. Well, now they say, okay, I'm gonna go to my unit that's parked right behind you. I'm gonna sit on my laptop and I'm gonna let a judge make the decision on whether or not I have probable cause to search that vehicle because I can get a warrant in 10 minutes through cloud gobble. So now we've taken the burden off an officer making that solo decision to now we have a judge saying, yes, based on what you're telling me that you're seeing, you have PC to search that car, go. And what a, what a sense of pride that both of these came from Louisiana, which brings me to the next question is, how do you scale them? Like it was a lot of work to convince law enforcement and the legislature. And, and do you just like th close your eyes and think I just have to do that 49 more times or is it? Uh, the, for us, the big thing was the laws where the technology allows it. And we do have some states like Tennessee requires video conferencing for the oath, for the affirmation. Um, but, but states have become pretty smart saying, hey, this is working. We need to do this. In fact, this morning, we got a call from a, a U.S. rep in Maine that Maine just passed the law and they're ready to go statewide and do it. You know, so it's, they're catching on to, hey, We've got limited funds. We have to find a way to be more efficient, and this is one way we can use technology to, to at least try to catch up. You're listening to Out to Lunch. I'm Peter Raschuti. I'm talking with Casey Roussel from Cloud Gavel, the app that lets law enforcement agents get an electronic search warrant, and Calvin Fabry from Invoke, the company behind LA Wallet, the app that lets you carry your driver's license in your phone. 
Calvin, what about scale for yourself? Uh, sure. Uh, is it going to be is MA also, wallet? And well, yeah. ME we, wallet? <laughs> we have a, had a number of states contact us already. In fact, uh, Representative Ted James, who sponsored the original legislation uh, that, that got passed, we're also working on additional legislation for reciprocity of other states. So we're helping to pass reciprocity legislation in Louisiana, whereby we accept other states' digital driver's license, and then we're handing that legislation off to Mississippi and Alabama and saying, pass this, pass this, and you'll be ready to take your digital driver's license live. And so this, um, this LA wallet, if I, was going, uh, if I was going into a bar in South Carolina, would they take it? I have had um, a report from the Florabama, which is the well, ultimate that's, that's... adoption, right? <laughs> they took it. The so, Vatican of drinking. So we, yes. we do know that they have accepted it. So until the word gets out, you know, we've, we've got certain, certain uh, uh, jurisdictions and other uh, agencies accepting it. You know, bar owners that are constantly trying to figure out if these IDs are, are real or not, that's going to yes. be huge. And with the Verify You feature that does a real-time validation of a license, that's going to really help the bartenders um, and, the, and the bars reduce their risk of serving minors. What do you, um, Casey, what do you worry about in terms of... Uh, Patents. Do you have... As Calvin will probably, I guess, back me up on this. When it comes to patents and software, it's extraordinarily difficult to get them because I can build a system and then someone can take it and make minor changes of how it looks and feels and make the website look different and they have a different product. It, it, you know, so it's, it's difficult for us to go and say, okay, we're going to patent this and that's how we're going to beat you. You know, it, it's... It's a much better way for us to say, look, we're going to have the best product, the best service, and we're going to take care of our clients, and that's how we're going to win, as opposed to trying to spend tons of money and time on trying to get patents that really are, I don't want to say worthless, but they're so hard to back up in court. It's just not worth it. It's better to do a great job for your customers and win that way. You're both kind of serial entrepreneurs, aren't you? I mean, each of you, do you, do you learn something on each company? Uh Absolutely. One of, the, uh, one of my favorite authors says, get busy failing. Uh, it's Harry Beckwith uh, from Selling the Invisible. And he's, you know, that's what you got to do. We've, we've been developing things, but a lot of the ones that we're not talking about today, we put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears in. But uh, yeah, it's, keep going. Uh, I agree because it's, you know, I'm also a consultant. And for all the companies that I work for, that I'm able to bring value to the table, 95% of what I've learned that I help businesses with, I've learned from getting my tail kicked, from failing and losing. And, you know, so that's very little I've learned from all the successes. All the, all the I guess, the tricks of the trade and the, the valuable lessons have all come from, from the failing. But, you know, that's I, I'll, probably the best quote I've ever heard was when Michael Jordan was interviewed. Um, a reporter was asking him, hey, are you going to go down as the best basketball player in history because of all the game-winning shots that you made? And he said, no, I'll be the best basketball player because of all the shots that I've missed. And she was, what are you talking about? He said, well, every time I missed, I went back and practiced harder. I found better ways to do things, and that's what led me to, to succeed. So I, when I talk to kids and different things, it's like, hey, don't be afraid to fail. Take chances. Just be afraid of not getting back up and quitting. Just keep fighting, and if you fail, hey, learn, take the lessons from it, learn, and move on and keep, keep fighting. Calvin, this is the part of the show we call the checklist. I have a list of 43 random questions in front of me. I'm going to ask you to pick a number between 1 and 43 and do your best to answer the question. Uh, who would like to go first? 
I'll go first. All right, um, Calvin. All right. How about lucky number 26? Number 26. Let's see. All right. Is there anything in the global economy or the big picture politically that touches your business? Yes. In the global economy, there is this idea of uh, outsourcing, of sending everything overseas, of sending programming overseas, you know, developing apps, uh, writing code, uh, because we are a software company at heart. So, you know, you've got all these shops in India and all over, all over the place um, that are doing things on the cheap. And what we found is we thought that was going to be a threat. Uh, but what we're finding is that it's not because what the overseas teams cannot do is they cannot do the things that are uh, that are so prevalent in the right side of the brain. The left side of the brain does numbers and math and sequential things. And yes, you can do so certain things and outsource certain things for that. But on the right side of the brain, especially in Louisiana, that's where the empathy, the big picture, the symphonic thinking, the getting together with you and connecting on an emotional level, that's what overseas cannot do. So when you're developing software, you're trying to, you're, you're becoming a Navy SEAL. You're becoming an <laughs> expert in someone else's business. And that's what we found Louisiana graduates specifically, of which 100% of Louisiana graduates developed LA Wallet. They're able to understand and, and be empathetic with our, with our clients and with the people that are using our apps. So we don't think you can outsource that. And you've taken it one more level at, uh, at Southeastern. You've, uh made a significant donation, I guess, A, because you're an alum, but, but also to probably get in that recruiting line over there. Yeah, that's right. Um, we do contribute. I'm on the advisory board for computer science and kind of help shape the curriculum so that when, the, when our graduates get out there, they, they can get a job right away and a good job, but we want them to stay in Louisiana. You know, I had to go to Houston for 10 years, and I, I came back. I'm what's called a boomerang. Um, I went and found some work over there and came back here and said, It's right on I-10 if you've ever done it. It's yeah. pretty easy. <laughs> yes. So um, we really like the Louisiana uh, stock, if you will, of people. And the, just their language, their heritage, their culture, the, the way they want to make their families proud. You know, they more likely to the, stick around? More likely that's, to stick that's around. That's what I would think. Now, uh, Casey, uh, what number do you want to use there, that mystery number we're going to go through? Let's go 28. 28. What's the best career advice you've been ever uh, given? Um, probably the, I'm a real big believer in mentors and having people that, that have specialized and become, you know, industry leaders and the things that I want to accomplish in my life to, to learn as much and suck in as much knowledge as I can from them. And probably the biggest, best advice I've ever gotten is, you know, success is not determined by what you know, but it's by what you do. You know, so many people have all this knowledge and they learn and they try to suck all this knowledge in, but they never do anything with it. You know, so I've always focused on the doing, just do it, do it. And if you make a mistake, hey, you'll, you'll figure it out, you'll learn, and you just keep doing. Um, and so once, once I got out of that habit of, of just learning and learning and never doing anything, and actually started taking the action, you know, my life changed in business, um, you know, and personally from following that same advice. So, you know, that would be the advice I would give to people is that, hey, don't be afraid to take the action. It's not just what you know. Go out and actually do it. You're going to be able to get back up if it doesn't work and... Absolutely. Yeah, because I mean, it's, and like I said, embrace failure. You know, I know it sounds weird, but uh, embrace it and, and learn from it and just keep keep fighting. That's when you'll succeed. With both of you, is this the best idea you've ever come up with so far? I mean, you're young, so there's going to be more, but. I think, I think it's probably the idea that had the largest impact as far as, you know, what we've done, because this is, from our side, it's, and I think Calvin probably said the same, that 
you know, this is our community, this is our, our citizens, our law enforcement groups. You know, so we really felt the impact. It's not like you're just dealing with, you know, a couple of CEOs of private companies that really no one sees. This is something that really has an impact, you know, a broad impact on, on our society. Calvin? Anytime I can do my hobby and get paid for it, I'm in, I'm in good shape. So this, this may not have been um, my favorite idea. Um, it was actually a great idea by Dr. Chad LaCour in Baton Rouge. That was one of his ideas. Um, but I, I, I just love solving problems, and uh, I'm very blessed to be able to do that on a daily basis. Getting paid for what you like to do, that's pretty terrific. New Orleans has been around for 300 years, and over that time, we've been world-renowned for many things, from epic battles to pirates to, in more recent years, cocktails, food, and Mardi Gras. The one thing you might not have expected is that we would be a leader in the field of technology, and yet, here we are. Uh, Casey and Calvin, both of your companies are at the cutting edge of the digital world. Congratulations on your impressive successes so far, and we look forward to keeping up with you and seeing where the future takes you and us. Thank you both for taking the time today to join me on Out to Lunch. Thanks for having me. My guests on Out to Lunch today have been Casey Roussel, Executive Vice President of Sales at Cloud Gavel, and Calvin Fabry the software architect and founder of Invo. You can find out more about Casey's and Calvin's apps by following the links on our website, itsneworleans.com. The producer of our show is Grant Morris, our technical producer is Eric Merle, and our researcher is Maggie Mendel. You can listen to the show and to past episodes of Out to Lunch wherever you get podcasts and at itsneworleans.com. If you want to know what we look like, you can find photos from this show on itsneworleans.com and It's New Orleans' Facebook page. These photos were taken today by Jill LaFleur. You can find more of Jill's photos at lafleurphoto.com. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsneworleans.com and WWNO 89.9 FM. I'm Peter Raschuti. Thanks for joining me. I look forward to meeting you again next week around the table here at Commander's Palace for more business New Orleans style on Out to Lunch. Out to Lunch is recorded live over lunch at Commander's Palace in New Orleans. Commander's Palace serves lunch Monday to Friday, jazz brunch on Saturday and Sunday with live music, and dinner seven nights a week. Mitchell Foreman wrote and performs all the music on Out to Lunch. You can hear Mitchell's music anywhere great jazz is sold or streamed and at MitchellForeman.com. Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com and by Shorten Associates, legal recruiters in Louisiana and Texas, and by Basics Swim and Gym and Basics Underneath Fine Lingerie, the It's New Orleans Happy Hour podcast, Travel Central and Metairie, Strategic Resumes, and by Orange Theory Fitness.